everybody, it's Nick Sorrentino, and this is the Business Socializer Podcast Edition for the week of May 16th, 2021. We're going to talk about customer service today uh, and how to do it in social media. Uh, we're going to talk about Twitter uh, in the age of Elon Musk. Uh, we're going to talk about the metaverse a little bit, a little more. Um, we'll talk about uh, what apps are uh, making uh, small business people money. Uh, and we're going to talk about how best to talk to your best customers uh, in social media. So first, let's talk about customer service. So it used to be somebody get upset um, and they, you know, back in the old, old days, they might write a letter. Um, you know, or they call your help desk and the help desk person, your customer service person, would take care of the person. Or, you know, they just call in and whoever is answering the phone handles uh, the uh, the issue, whatever it is. It could be a complaint, it could be occasionally, it could be a compliment. Uh, often it's just information, but uh, people are increasingly eschewing those avenues. Uh, and, uh, and when was the last time you wrote a letter letter? I don't even remember. I mean, I must have been in elementary school or something, but anyway. Um, they're, they're just doing their, uh, they're doing their complaining and they're doing their customer service stuff uh, via social media. So, um, yeah, it, 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 unfortunately, a certain number of people are just going to go to social media if, if, they, if they feel like you've wronged them in some way. They're just going to dump on you in social media. Uh, to the, you know, one needs to be responsive and head this off as much as possible. So, you know, if somebody is um, dogging you in the social media on your Facebook page or, uh, you know, in TikTok or uh, on Twitter, you know, you need to address those those folks um, and you need to do whatever it takes to make sure that that problem gets solved because you don't want it getting picked up and becoming an even bigger problem than it need be. You don't need it affecting, you know, you might have a, you know, just, you know, things just go wrong sometimes um, for some situation, in some situation. And, you know, that's just the part of business. Um, and best to address that early um, rather than have it linger and become a potential issue um, down the virtual road. Um, in the letter, we... Uh, we talk about an article that the the uh, consulting company McKinsey uh, did on how best to deal uh, with customer service in a social media era. Uh, it's a really interesting article, and it goes into uh, you know, heading stuff off on the you know it right in uh, you know the Facebook page, for instance, or wherever. You know, uh, you, you just have to be be ready to go. Um, people go to social media immediately now. They're not writing letters. They're not even making phone calls. They're just going straight uh, to the website or to the social media. Um, and if if the you know if they're saying not so nice things, um, you know that could be a problem if you don't pay attention to it. Uh, if if you let it linger, it'll it'll come back and get you. Um, so anyway, in the letter. Uh, you know, the, the article addresses how, how best to approach, uh, you know, uh, to avoid a PR disaster, um, big or small, in a social media customer service age. Um, we talked about a little bit of, we're going to talk a little bit about Twitter here. So, 
uh, Elon Musk is still. We were told that you know, uh, we were told that he was he was taking out Twitter, and the Twitter the Twitter board was going to fight him, and then the Twitter board capitulated, and then uh, Elon Musk said, um, you know, half the half the the people the profiles on Twitter are, are bots. Um, and he's probably trying to buy himself some time, maybe get a lower price, uh, whatever. Uh, he, he says he's kind of, you know, wanted to put it on pause, but apparently there is no pause. The deal is still going on and so on and so on and so on. But it's interesting. Um, there's a, there's a small story, by the way, have you noticed it, Elon Musk did say it, he had a, he tweeted this out earlier. I think this week he was like, if anything happens to me, uh, if I die under mysterious circumstances, you know, Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? Um, but then, of course, over the past couple of days, there has been sort of a uh, whisper slash louder than whisper uh, anti-Elon Musk campaign. A lot of people who don't like the fact that he's taking over Twitter are trying to, trying to do what they can to take him out. Now there are allegations of sexual harassment and all this stuff. And we'll, we'll see how all that goes. But there are a lot of people who do not like the Elon Musk uh, is a proponent of free speech, and he's taking over Twitter. Now, you know, to, to the degree that he's actually a proponent of free speech, you know, we shall see. Um, but there are a bunch of people, particularly at Twitter, who are anti-free speech. In fact, uh, there is now a video out there, and we we, uh, we have a, we do a little blurb on this, uh, where, you know, a senior person within the, uh, within Twitter uh, talks about how they're, you know, it, quote, Twitter does not believe in free speech. And he, not only that, uh, and I don't include this in the, you know, forget the crassness, um, but this guy also says that Twitter is commie as F. <laughs> like, that's a direct quote. Um, you know, and no wonder they don't want somebody who believes in free speech coming in and, uh, and taking over Twitter. I mean, it, it is interesting. Uh, that a few years ago, uh, you know, I, I was a fairly early adopter on Twitter and, uh, I still have 18,000 followers on Twitter, something like that. Um, but I did notice that for a while there, like in the early years, like got lots of engagement and then suddenly it all kind of disappeared. And that, that is actually, actually experience of lots of people. Um, anyway, so there's a little group of people at Twitter who've tried to like, cordon off, create this little echo chamber for themselves. Um, and, uh, and they're really upset about it. Uh, so it is a battle royale now. I mean, it's like, you know, the, the, the anti-speech people that, I mean, like, I think they're like, there's some, uh, what do you call it? Some columnists from the New York times, which sadly it, it breaks my heart to say this, but the editorials board at the, at the New York Times is anti-free speech, which is pretty crazy since the First Amendment is, is you know, the First Amendment, uh, freedom of speech. Uh, freedom, and anyway. So anyway, and some other people have resigned and complained, but because uh, uh, Elon Musk is coming in and, and he might actually, uh, you know, loosen things up and reduce the censorship. But anyway, the point is, Twitter's a disaster. Um, and I can understand why Elon Musk doesn't, you know, is, is, is pumping the brakes a little bit, uh, because 
it, it really, I mean, it, it's got a ton of fake accounts in it. It was run by people who really, you know, the article um, that I cite, it makes the point that Twitter wasn't even, you know, it wasn't even managed to make money. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird entity. Um, and, and basically we at the socializer make the case was like, look, if you're going to spend your time or your money anywhere in social, don't spend it on Twitter. Uh, at least not from a business perspective. I mean, follow your, your favorite uh, celebrities or whatever, but, um, you know, uh, don't, don't invest too much time, uh, energy or money, uh, into, which are all the same thing sometimes, uh, in Twitter. That's for sure. Uh, metaverse, uh, you know, that we have video, uh, uh, in the letter, uh, everything you need to know about the future of Metaverse. Uh, you know, check it out. It's a, you know, the week before last we talked about, um, you know, I, I met a guy who's building his business in the Metaverse. Um, it's just something that 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 all small and mid-sized business people need. You need to just keep your eye on it, keep a finger on on the Metaverse, um, because this thing will will turn, uh, you know, who knows when, uh, and there'll be some kind of weird development will come up real fast. Uh, you need to just pay attention to it because even if, you know, I don't know, you sell, you know, baskets or something, you know, uh, and you may not think that the metaverse, uh, this virtual reality world has anything to do with you and your business. I promise you it will. Um, and you need to just pay attention to it, uh, as a small business person. Um, you know, kind of in the same spirit with the, the well, not same spirit, but it, I thought this was an interesting article and I included it because there's a there's an app out there now called Think Before You Link um, and it's supposed to sniff out uh, fake uh, profiles like the ones that are, you know, fill Twitter. Uh, you know, uh, it sounds like a good idea. Uh, the only thing is it is created by uh, the, uh, the UK government. Um, and, uh, it, it looks like it's a project of MI5, <laughs> like, I don't know, like, um, but it is interesting that these tools are out there and that they're trying to get the, uh, everyday, uh, person to, to download them and use them. Basically, uh, it sounds like, you know, if you were to use this thing and it, you know, supposedly it would sniff out the, these, these bad accounts for you, but, um, sounds like you're probably doing, uh, you know, the heavy lifting for uh, some folks back in whatever the uh, British version of the NSA is. Who knows? Uh, I wouldn't download it, but I thought it was an interesting story. Um, and we had uh, interesting articles. 281 entrepreneurs asked what the best social media app for making money is. Uh, well, I'll give you, anybody want to guess? Uh, it's TikTok. Uh TikTok is just continues to be, you know, it is a juggernaut. And the thing is, it's not a juggernaut that's built on spin and hype. It is a, a it is a tool that is fun. It's legitimately video addictive. Um, it can be informative. Uh, it, it, it adds value to one's digital life in a lot of ways. Now, saying this, it is fundamentally a Chinese company, so keep that in mind. You always have to keep that in mind. And, uh, you know, um, that is an issue 
you can't even download TikTok in India, which is a you know avowed enemy of China, at least since the uh, I guess the late fifties, early sixties, something like that. But uh, you know, so keep that in mind. You invest a whole bunch of stuff, and then China invades Taiwan, which hopefully is not happening anytime soon, but certainly within the realm of possibility. Uh, you know, it's suddenly uh, TikTok evaporates. Uh, but for the time being, you know, TikTok is working for a lot of people. And you, know, you can be discovered on TikTok, uh, unlike pretty much, you know, almost any of the other large social media. It's very hard to go viral unless you spend significant amounts of money. On TikTok, you still can go viral just on your uh, on your content, um, which is pretty cool. Um, then... Um, you know, we talk briefly about, you know, how best to talk uh, to, you know, your your customers, uh, especially the people who engage with you online. Now, uh, uh, in another life, I had, I ran a small nonprofit, um, but we had at our height somewhere around 435,000 uh, likes on Facebook. To this day, I, uh, we have 370,000 or something like that, and, and I only post it maybe once or twice a week these days, but anyway. Um, you know, I used to post to our social media, you know, between, I don't know, five and 10 times a day often. Uh, and I did it for years, for 10 years. Uh, so I really did get a sense of what works in terms of engagement and what doesn't, uh, so long as, uh, as, uh, your social media is not, um, shadow banned like, uh, like Twitter is want to do sometimes and Facebook does do sometimes. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, for your people that engage with you on a day-to-day basis or week-to-week basis, um, the best sorts of posts are, uh, according to uh, uh, TechWire, but this has also been my experience, uh, are either relational or intellectual. Now, relational, like, you know, you, you, can, you can talk to people, uh, you know, and remember, these are people who are part of, you know, they, are, they already like you. Um, they're part of your loyalty program. Uh, you know, you might have a punch card, you might have whatever. Okay. But these are people who regularly engage with you that we're talking about here. And you know what, if, if those people want to hear from you, they want to, they want to hear you share yourself. Um, they want to hear you ask questions that are meaningful. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Instead of just saying, you know, like, uh, for instance, let's say you're a brewery or something, okay? And you say, you know, you could post, you know, what kind of beer do you like? Um, you know, okay, and you might get a couple of responses. You know, one will go Pilsner and another one will go whatever. Um, blogger and, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, it, instead, ask something like, you know, what was the... You know, what was the best experience you ever had while drinking Hefeweizen, for instance? Um, you know, because then, you know, you're the brewery, you know, the people who go to your brewery, um, first off, they're going to think about the Hefeweizen they've gotten from you if you make it or whatever. And they're going to think back to, uh, you know, sunny afternoons and so on and so on. And, and you yeah, know, there might be a chance that somebody to start rambling on and then it will cue other people. Uh that has been my experience. Um, but then also the other one, you know, intellectual questions, which in you know, the nonprofit we did a lot more of, you know, where we would ask, you know, a real 
um, you know, pertinent and timely question, uh, you know, fairly detailed, uh, but was specific to the audience that we knew liked us and wanted to engage us. Uh, let's say you sell know, sports cars or something. You can, uh, or say you have a, a used car dealership that focuses on European cars. Okay. Um, you could write something along the lines of, you know, uh, which, you know, what, what, what car would you, would you rather drive a Mercedes Benz or a BMW across country and why? Uh, or even, or you could go the relational route and be like, what's, you know, um, what is your, what is the, the, the best, um, German sports car you've ever owned? Um, have you ever owned an Italian car or so, something like this? Anyway, so, but, uh, but relational intellectual, I'm sorry, I went, uh, relational, then kind of intellectual, then relational again. But, um, the point is if you're going to engage people and, you know, not new customers, but people who are already on board, uh, you know, uh, you know, ask them questions with me, uh, give them, give them something to chew on. Um, and you'll see positive responses, uh, and, uh, it will engage other people who will then become deeper customers and deeper, um, you know, you know, better followers, uh, as time goes on. So anyway, uh, you can see all this stuff in much greater detail, uh, in the letter, which came out this past Tuesday, by the way, I'm sorry, I had a meeting in Washington. Usually I get things out on Monday. Um, but I had a meeting in Washington, which, which just took up my day, um, and my time to write, uh, or at least finish up the writing. So anyway, it came out on Tuesday. So I apologize for that. That'll probably happen every once in a while. Uh, but anyway, um, it, all this stuff is in the newsletter. Uh, we thank you for reading. Uh, you know, we wish you the best. Have a great weekend. And uh, this is Nick Sorrentino at the Business Socializer.